We have, to have a, we have to have a proper start to an episode like we're f- professional. Follow the conversation. <laughs> Reading old and or bad, sometimes both books. Right. Poppy style, old lady kiss is not my kick. <laughs> Okay, so what are we doing for this pre-show band? I don't know, we burned off all of our topics. <laughs> I know. Sound tests. You had all those, those fun Gaelic scrotum facts. <laughs> you wasted them. Oh man, well that, that is our target audience. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I got nothing. Alright, I guess we'll just have to jump straight into the book then. Make a bunch of savages. Yeah, well, my brain is 70% off, so yeah, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's 29% more on than it usually is? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we doing today, Ben? Reading Journey to the Center of the Earth. Do you remember what happened last week? <sighs> last week, uh, they sailed on a ship. The professor was super seasick. Um, we discussed them making it into a Muppet movie. Yes. And the kid is like, hey, we should figure out how to get back. And the professor's like, that's not important, how to get back. <laughs> He's like, I'm I'm kind of sure it is important. And that was it. I don't think there'll be a return journey, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss anything? No, no, that was it. I mean, the, the village of like, well, village, barely a village, the, the hamlet that they're at. Oh, yeah, he walked around two streets. Yeah, and like on one side it was lava, and the other side was the ocean. I'm like, this is a bad place to build a, <laughs> build a settlement. You know what's a disappointing fact about lava? Like, if you fall into lava, you don't like sink down like the Terminator, because it's so dense. You just burn on top of it. It's still not great. <laughs> Still nothing good about lava. No, it's not like it would be way cooler if you're like the Terminator, like sunk down. Like. I, I'd, I'd like to just not be <laughs> at all. All right. Let us continue on the journey. Oh, we're barely in this book. Oh, no, we're in chapter seven. Yeah, we, the, we, have, we have scratched the surface. Like there's... Scratch the surface of fun. Yeah. Chapter seven. Conversations and discovery. When I returned, dinner was ready. This meal was devoured by my worthy relative with avidity and veracity. His shipboard diet had turned his interior into a perfect gulf. The repast, which was more Danish than Icelandic, was in itself nothing, but the excessive hospitality of our host made us enjoy it doubly. The conversation turned upon scientific matters, and M. Fridrikson asked my uncle what he thought of the public library. Library, sir, cried my uncle. It appears to me a collection of useless old volumes and beggarly amounts of empty shelves. What? 
cried M. Fredrickson. Why, we have 8,000 volumes of rare and valuable works, some in the Scandinavian language, besides all the new publications from Copenhagen. 8,000, that's a lot of books. Hmm? This German's kind of being a dick. <laughs> Thanks it, for the meal, you poor-ass pauper. <laughs> Get up, read a book sometime. <laughs> 8,000 volumes? My dear sir, where... Where are they? cried my uncle. Scattered over the country, Professor Hartwig. We are very studious, my dear sir, though we do live in Iceland. Every farmer, every laborer, every fisherman can both read and write. And we think that books, instead of being locked up in cupboards, far from the sight of students, should be distributed as widely as possible. The books of our library are, therefore... Pass from one hand to hand, without returning to the library shelves, perhaps for years. Then when foreigners visit you, there's nothing for them to see? Well, sir, foreigners have their own libraries. And our first consideration is that our humbler classes should be highly educated. Fortunately, the love of study is innate in the Icelandic people. In 1816, we founded a literary society and mechanics institute. Many foreign scholars of eminence are honorary members. We publish books destined to educate our people, and these books have rendered valuable services to our country. Allow me to have the honor, Professor Hardwick, to enroll you as an honorary member. Oh my God, it's an NPR pledge drive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why as soon as you said that. NPR pledge drive. Everybody run. <laughs> I don't need a tote bag. I don't need a tote bag. <laughs> My uncle, who already belonged to nearly every literary and scientific institution in Europe, immediately yielded to the amiable wishes of good M. Fredrickson. He's walking into people's houses looking for books. Oh, yeah, they're the library scattered across the country. I'm going to go down to Svati's house and see, and see where my fucking book is. Oh, these books are Captain Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only the latest editions. <laughs> and now, he said, after many expressions of gratitude and goodwill, if you will tell me what books you expect to find... Perhaps I may be some assistance to you. I watched my uncle keenly. For a minute or two he hesitated, as if unwilling to speak. To speak openly was, perhaps, to unveil his projects. Nevertheless, after some reflection, he made up his mind. Well, M. Fridrikson, he said in an easy, unconcerned kind of way, I was desirous of ascertaining if, among other valuable works, you had any of the learned Arne Sagnusen. Arne Sagnusen, cried the professor of Red Jacket. Ridiculous name. <laughs> Sagnusen, not Red Vigil. <laughs> you speak of one of the most distinguished scholars of the 16th century, of the great naturalist, the great alchemist, the Great Traveler. Exactly so, 
one of the most distinguished men connected with Icelandic science and literature. As you say, sir, a man illustrious above all. But, sir, all of this is true. But his works? Garbage. <laughs> we have none of them. Not in Iceland? There are none in Iceland or elsewhere, answered the other sadly. Why so? Because Arne Sagnusman was persecuted for heresy, and in 1573 his works were publicly burnt in Copenhagen by the hands of a common hangman. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Study science, try to think logically. <laughs> Get burned at the stake and have all your works destroyed. <laughs> Very good. Capital, murmured my uncle, to the great astonishment of the worthy Icelander. Love book burnings. <laughs> We're German. <Yeah. laughs> like you, it's going to catch on pretty soon. <laughs> you, you said, sir? Yes, yes. All is clear. I seize the link in the chain. Everything is explained. And now understand why Arne Saknusman, put out of court, forced to hide his magnificent discoveries, was compelled to conceal beneath the veil of an incomprehensible cryptograph. The it was secret. Just backwards. It was just backwards. It's not incomprehensible. <laughs> what secret? A secret rich, stammered my uncle. Have you discovered some wonderful manuscript? cried M. Fredrickson. No, no. I was carried away by my enthusiasm. A mere supposition. Very good, sir. But really, to turn to another project, I hope you will not leave our island without examining its without examining into its mineralogical riches. Wanna see our dirt? <laughs> well, the fact is, I'm rather late. So many learned men have been here before me. Yes, yes, but there's still much to do, cried M. Fredrickson. You think so? said my uncle, his eyes twinkling with hidden satisfaction. Yes, you have no idea how many unknown mountains and glaciers and volcanoes which to our remain to be studied. Without moving from where we sit, I can show you one. Yonder on the edge of the horizons, you see Sneffels. Oh yes, Sneffels. God, cried my uncle. Stupid name, Sack Newsman, Sniffles. <laughs> like, like, his names are dumb. One of the most curious volcanoes in existence, the crater of which has been rarely visited. Extinct? Extinct any time these 500 years, was the ready reply. Well, said my uncle, who dug his nails into flesh and pressed his knees tightly together to prevent himself from leaping up with joy. I have a great mind to begin my studying with an examination of the geological of the geological mysteries of this Mount Sneffels. I'm going to jump in that volcano. <laughs> Faisal, 
What do you call it? Sniffles, my dear sir. Oh, my God. This portion of the conversation took place in Latin, and I therefore understood all that had been said. I could scarcely keep my countenance when I found my uncle so cunningly concealing his delight and satisfaction. I must confess that his artful grimace, put on to conceal his happiness, made him look like a new Mephistopheles. 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 I don't know a lot of people who can look like Mephistopheles while wearing a grimace costume. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, he continued. Your proposition delights me. I will endeavor to climb to the summit of Sneffels and, if possible, descend into the crater. I very much regret, continued M. Fredrickson, that my occupation will entirely preclude the possibility of my accompanying you. It would have been both pleasurable and profitable if I could have spared the time. Nothing says pleasurable and profitable like lowering yourself into a volcano. (laughs) No, no, a thousand times no, cried my uncle. I do not wish you to disturb the serenity of any man. I thank you, however... With all my heart, that present of one so learned as yourself would no doubt have been useful, but the duties of your office and profession before everything. In the, in, in the innocence of his simple heart, our host did not perceive the irony of these remarks. My, the host didn't realize my uncle was being a backhanded bitch. <laughs> I entirely approve your project, continued the Icelander after some further remarks. It is a good idea to begin by examining this volcano. You will make a harvest of curious observations. In the first place, how do you propose to get to Sneffels? By sea. I shall cross the bay. Of course, that is the most rapid route. Of course, but it still cannot be done. Why? We have no available boats in all of Rednick. Is there a fishing town? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's being a dick now. We couldn't possibly find a boat for you to use. <laughs> what is to be done? You must go by land to the coast. It is longer, but much more interesting. Then I must have a guide. Trying to drum up tourism. <laughs> of course, I have your very man. Somebody on whom I can depend? Yes, an inhabitant of the penisa- peninsula on which step. <laughs> yes, an inhabitant in. <laughs> yes, an inhabitant of the peninsula on which Sneffels is situated. He is a very shrewd and worthy man, with whom you will be pleased. He's going to have a dumb name too, isn't he? He speaks Danish, like a Dane. (laughs) Alright, he's definitely going to have a dumb name. (laughs) When can I see him? Today? No, tomorrow. He will not be here before. Tomorrow be it, replied my uncle with a deep sigh. 
The conversation ended by compliments on both sides. It's weird how, like, slowly both this Icelandic and this German guy have just steadily sounded more and more Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, accents are crazy like that. <laughs> weird how that dialogue, dialogue meshes. Yeah. yeah, language is wild. I mean, I guess they are speaking Latin. <laughs> During the dinner, my uncle had learned much as to the history of Arne Sagnusum the reasons for his mysterious and hieroglyphical document. He also became aware that his host would not accompany him on his adventurous expedition, and that the next day we should have a guide. Yeah, we know. We just read that. I know. Sum up the Why paragraph. Why did you sum up what just happened? TLDR. <laughs> Seriously. And so oh, it was, as you have read, and that is how it happened. <laughs> And so it is as once unto you, as such it is unto yeah. you. And so it is such as also as such as it is unto you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the end of chapter seven. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> was that a short chapter? It was pretty short. Oh, weird. Yeah, but also the next one's a little bit long, so I'm not going to combine the two. That's fair. Yeah, so let's call it kind of a short episode. Yeah. Which is fine, because that was a hot mess that we powered that through. Because you're going to have the same amount of editing for this episode. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> All the fucking things that happened. Also, your dog's been cutting parts behind me. <laughs> it's just been... Sure, it's a dog. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We are... <laughs> just finished Chapter 7. We're moving on to Chapter 8. Still drinking Old Crow. Old, reliable American whiskey. <laughs> I'm still Noah. I'm still Ben. And we'll see you next week. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. You can reach us by email. Ben and Noah Roast Books at gmail.com. 